0: You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Seminoles, your favorite podcast hosted by your favorite fans. I'm Max, and with me in the co-pilot seat, I've got Dave. David, how are we doing on this lovely Monday morning?
0: Tuesday, Yo, as our good. listeners are listening, but,
1: you know, Monday for us.
0: Yeah, it feels like a, it feels like a Monday today, but, you know, back here in Seminole Nation, uh, feeling the spirit here.
1: If one more person says someone's got a case of the Mondays, I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> oh, hey. man, no, I, I feel that. Folks, we're trying something new today. We're actually recording this uh, bright and early Monday morning. Typically, we like to record... Um, in the evenings, but we have a few different things going on that makes that hard today. Uh, If you are interested at all in the West Coast football, I'm going to record with them, I think, tonight, and I'll be featured on the Wednesday episode of Locked on Chargers, talking about Asante Samuel Jr. So that's taking up my night tonight. Um, Yeah, but hey, you can never talk about Asante enough. But I think today we are going to go away from talking about reality sports which is what we talked about mostly yesterday and David we had a, we had a ton of stuff to talk about yesterday sure but did. today I think we decided like let's get a little more theoretical a little more conceptual play a couple games you know and really do what we get to do with this platform of like showing y'all it's never too early to talk about football so we've got a big year coming up 2021 it feels like to me at least this is the first season in two seasons. I mean, last year, like, I don't know if it was because I didn't get to watch a ton of games or because you know the games kept getting canceled. I don't know what it was, but it just it didn't feel like a season. I mean, COVID obviously was the reason for the seat for that, but yep. it just it just felt weird. So this feels like the first ever, first ever. Come on, Max, get it together. You can do this. This feels like the first uh, the first season in two years, and. Uh, I'm excited. So we've talked about the way too early top 25. And in that discussion, we got to do our favorite thing of bashing on uh, bashing on Spencer Rattler uh, bashing oh, yeah. on Oklahoma because that school um, I think when you've been fans your whole life, you know, you can't help, but, but think back to, you know, uh, Mr. Man boob himself, Hypel, uh, who, you know, somehow was a good quarterback in college and, you know, ruined our hopes and dreams of a national championship. But yeah, so I want to get a little deeper into that topic. I think we were texting this weekend, just doing what we do, shooting the breeze. And it came up of who wins a national championship first, if at all, Kirby smart or Lincoln Riley. And I think that that is such an important question because frankly, those two coaches are probably, I'm not going to say probably, I with absolute certainty, believe that those two are the two best coaches to not win a national championship yet. So Dave, That's when right. you think about those two, A, do you think one of them will win a championship? They're both young men. So I let's say, let's not talk about their whole careers because they both probably right. have 30 or 40 years of coaching left. Let's say in the next decade, in the 2020s, do you think one of them wins a national championship and who do you think does it?
0: All right. I I can say with absolute certainty that in the next 10 years, I don't think either of them wins a championship. And what I think is, I don't know that we're ever going to see a Georgia or Oklahoma team in our lifetimes win a championship. So if they're going to win one, I don't think it's going to be where they currently are. We were talking, like you said, we were talking about this offline and I don't think any team in the big 12 outside maybe of Texas is, realistically capable of playing the kind of football on both sides of the ball that you need to win a championship. I think Georgia is especially the way Kirby smart recruits there. Jesus, that must be nice, but you got to go through Bama. You got to go through Auburn. You got to go through Florida, Texas AM. and It's a grind. It's tough, but I think eventually both of them are going to move on to brighter past greener pastures. I think probably Kirby smart hopes he gets that Bama job one day. I bet. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley's uh eventually going to take another job. I don't know what, I don't know how many better jobs there are than Oklahoma, but I don't think Oklahoma has the defense to win championships. And if they do have good defense, never have a good offense. They can't put it together. So I don't think it's either of them where they currently are.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I think Lincoln Riley is a much better coach than Kirby Smart. And here's why. I don't think it's hard to win football games when your team is better than every other team on the field. Does that mean it's easy to win in the SEC? Absolutely not. Please don't say I'm saying that it's easy to go undefeated in the SEC. The reality is you have to go back to 2016 to find a recruiting class at Georgia that was not in the top three and they were number six. So Kirby smart year in, year out, I think since in the last four years, so the class that has now gone freshman to senior, he's had two number ones and two number twos. He's playing with a corked bat and a friendly umpire on a 200 foot field and he still hasn't hit a home run yeah that's fair so to me it's like I I do not understand why kids keep going to him good job you can recruit talent but uh you he played Jake Fromm over Justin Fields I mean (sighs) if I hear one more person one more Georgia fan just you know oh well no I mean if you look at the system and Jake Fromm almost won one yeah Jake Fromm almost did because again he was surrounded by Literally the best talent in the nation while you had one of the best quarterbacks in the nation sitting on the bench. Nick Saban pulled a guy who lost what one game in his collegiate career in two years at halftime in the national championship, put in a yep. true freshman, and that's why he won a championship. Meanwhile, Kirby Smart's will be like, Well, I don't know what happened. I'll just I had my guy and we ran the ball 28 times and just didn't work out, I guess. Like your team is so much better than everyone, and you're still losing. For me, Lincoln Riley, and I said this in our text, but I think it's an important distinction. I, I don't think an Oklahoma team is ever going to win a national championship uh, yeah. until something radically changes in the Big 12. We, we compared the Big 12 and the Pac-12, right? Both high offense, low defense. I think there's an important difference there and a reason that, that Oklahoma will not win the championship is because the Pac-12 is bad at defense due to deficiency. I believe the Big 12 is bad at defense by design. Yeah. What do you mean by that, Max? Well, here's what I mean. I think there are so many teams in the Big 12, whether even the not great ones, right? West Virginia, Texas Tech, uh, Iowa State, they're pretty good this year. But, you know, even when they weren't that great, all the way up to the big boys with Texas, with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State in there, they have these explosive offenses. I mean, these are teams that can put up even their lower teams can put up 40, 50, 60 points a game. So if you try to build a team around power and build a strongly defensive team and try to recruit those kids, you run a risk. And that risk is one of those teams when you have to play 12 of those, well, I guess 10 conference games a year. One of those teams is going to get hot, get early. You're going to get down 21 to zero. And if your offense isn't designed to catch up, you're going to end up dropping a regular season game. The big 12 does not have the get out jail free card the SEC does. So you have to plan for an undefeated season most years. Now, I guess they've yes. lost one and gone to the playoff, but you don't get two. So to have an undefeated season there, I think you have to build the type of offense that doesn't lend you to being able to recruit or manage a good defense. The SEC, they don't have that problem. You're seeing the spread concepts come. You're seeing Ole Miss get better at offense. You're seeing even Alabama. I mean, Alabama always scores a ton. But it hasn't been the DNA of that conference for as long as it has been in the Big 12. So I think when you have to play one game of the best SEC style versus the best Big 12 style, the SEC is always going to win that one game. The problem is I think even if Alabama had to play 10 Big 12 teams with six or seven of those having electric offenses all year, they're going to get caught sleeping one game. So it just, I just think you have a different type of team you have to build to be successful in the Big 12 which does not lend itself to success against the best of the other conferences on the national stage.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess my question would be, would you think it's more likely for a non Clemson ACC team, obviously including Florida state to win a championship in the next 10 years, than Oklahoma or Georgia?
1: Well, man, I think that's a puzzling question. And before I answer it, I want to talk about something else puzzling. Uh, I just took my car to Jiffy Lube like a week ago and they decided I don't even know. I don't know if they didn't check everything or what. Got home last night from Sarasota and uh, my headlight was out. Just just completely done. So I've got to replace a headlight now. And fortunately, I don't have to drive down to the auto parts store, wait in line with my mask on my face, like hoping that they have the right headlight and I don't have to look. And you play that weird game at the auto parts store where like, if you're a dude, you have to kind of pretend like, you know exactly what you're looking for. And you don't want to ask for help, but you need help because, I don't know what kind of headlight I need. Well, instead, I hop I can hop over to rockauto.com. It's 930 right now. That's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to go down to Jeep, go down to Compass, go down to 2014. They're going to have my headlight there. I'm going to order it. It'll be cheap. It'll get here fast, and it'll be the right part the first time. I'll be able to replace my headlight probably by the end of the week, and we'll be all set. So, If you have something small or even something big you need to do to your car, go to rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On saying you. I think that's an interesting question. So so hit me with it one more time. Do I think Clemson wins? So
0: a non, a non-Clemson ACC mm-hmm. team is more likely to win a championship in the next 10 years than Oklahoma or Georgia.
1: We're talking in this decade, right? Yep. No, no. I think, well, I mean, look, the fan in me wants to say Florida State. Yeah. Um if we're talking this decade, uh, I'd take that bet. Yeah, no, I would. I think I think if it's going to be anyone, sorry, rest of the conference, it's going to be us. Uh, Mac Brown is not probably going to stick around at UNC for much longer. I mean, that's the only other team I can think of that has a chance. I don't know if he'll be there long enough to build the kind of program you need. Because, like, we talk about this all the time. You don't win a national championship with your ones against their ones, right? Yeah. You win a national championship by having your twos be better than their twos and your threes be just as good as their twos. Like depth is, especially in college where it's not a 53-man roster, it's a what, 75, 85-man roster? 85, yeah. 85. That depth is so important. You may not notice it at the skill positions, but offensive linemen get hurt all the time. I mean, how many – Like, I would love to see a stat on what is the average number of plays you go through without someone in the trenches laying on the ground. And I don't mean being out for the game, but at least getting injured. I don't think North Carolina will ever have the recruiting base to develop, you know, eight or nine great offensive linemen and a great quarterback and great skill positions and a great defense. Uh, I think Miami, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, just, I'm just joking with you guys. It's, it's Monday. I like to have a sense of humor. I, you know, it's it would come down to us. And do we win a national championship in the next, we'll call it nine years, 10 years? That's tough. Um, after I've now talked for two minutes without answering your question, let me give you a definitive answer. I think it is a higher likelihood that a non-Clemson ACC team wins than Georgia or Oklahoma. Because, again, I, I'm with you, buddy. I don't believe in either of those teams. I mean, I think yep. you put it perfectly. If you were Rip Van Winkle and you slept for 25 years and you woke up and just got to see the records, like, oh, they won 11 games, they won 13 games, but, oh, no championship. Oh, they won their their side of the conference. Oh, they lost in the championship. Oh, they finally won the conference. Oh, they lost in the national championship. You know, like you'd be like, oh, well, I guess Mark Richt is still being Mark Richt. (laughs) You know, wait, who the heck's this Kirby smart guy? I just like, again, most people build him up for his recruiting. To me, that's a huge negative. It's not a negative that's bad. I, Folks, I will trade his recruiting classes for our recruiting classes any day of the week and twice on Sunday. But he's not having top five recruiting classes, right? He's literally has the best players in the country going on, going to his team every single year and he has great seasons, but again, no ring. And you know, uh, it's just, I don't know, man. That's uh, gosh. Okay. So that's my bet. Uh, Non ACC team more likely to win than Georgia, but Hey, we'll find out. I mean, we get to play Georgia in what three years, four years.
0: Yep. Oh, that's going to be fun. Dude, our schedule in the coming years is ridiculous With like Bama, LSU, Georgia.
1: Yeah, we, we walked through it the other day on the pod and we were kind of just looking at it and we're like, dude, how did we get ourselves into this mess? I'm trying to pull it up right now. I think we play them in 25. No, we play Alabama in 25. So when do we play Georgia? We 27? Dude, I just I, I've i said this before. So, so yeah, 27 and 28. I, I'm sorry if I sound repetitive, but why on earth? earth are we playing Alabama it
0: and Bobby Bowden mentality man anyone anytime anywhere I don't know that's the best idea right now but I like the idea of it generally get back to the good old
1: days I feel that but at the same time like if we went out we'll get to see either Bama or the team that beat Bama you know what I mean like that's it's that simple so I don't I don't think we should to use a phrase from my mother's like weird southern dialects I consider that borrowing trouble. You know, we're not getting into trouble, but we're certainly setting
0: ourselves up to have some trouble. Like it's well, it's it's a, a lose lose. Go ahead. Here's go ahead. my question. Here's my question. So, do we benefit from the same SEC bias where like if we lose to Bama, that's a quality loss, which is basically a win? That's how that works in the SEC, right?
1: You know, I, I'm I'm trying to look it up for our viewers so I sound a little bit informed. My gut is telling me no, right? Because If we lose to Alabama, then it's just like, well, told you they couldn't do it. You know, (laughs) I'm serious, right? Because we're going to get to the scenario where what if it depends on what happens, right? To give a very academic answer, it depends. If you have one of those weird situations where let's say Florida has three losses, right? And one of them is to us and Let's say they have two losses, right? They have us, and then they drop another one, and then yeah. they manage to beat Georgia, and they go, to, and then you know Florida's in the SEC championship. So now you've got a one-loss Georgia team that hasn't played Alabama. Well, then they're going to use the reverse of the logic they typically use and say, "Well, Florida State already got to play Alabama. They lost, so we need to put Georgia and Alabama both in the playoff." And you know, as mu- as much as you know, the sky outside is blue that's what's going to happen. But no, I'm going to use this analogy. I, I wrestle lower weights and sometimes, you know, girls would wrestle and I have no problem with that. If Charlotte wants to do it, she can, but you know, boys are, boys are a-holes, right? So they're going to make fun of you for it if you lose to a girl. And I kind of like, I always thought it was odd because it's sort of, it was a no-win scenario. If you beat a girl, well, then you have to go out there and beat a girl, which is like, again, as a young man, you're taught, A, never put your hands on a woman. Like, so it's a weird sport, but B, if she is really good and women can be pretty good at that sport. That's why there's weight classes. Then you lost to a girl and you have to hear about it forever. So I just, I don't see a benefit to playing Alabama whatsoever. Um, but Georgia, I do see a benefit to playing because that I think will be a very beatable team by then. I mean, we should be rocking and rolling by 2027. You know, Georgia is not like a perennial national championship game player. Um, that's the type of th- team where I think if you, if you beat them, well, then your season, you know, is off and running.
0: Yeah. I'm going to bring elite live season by, uh, by the time we play Bama, we're going to be the better team. Uh, Mike Norvell will be, uh, on his way to the college football hall of fame. Nick Saban will be in a retirement home somewhere on Miami beach or wherever Bill Belichick is. So
1: Gosh, wouldn't that be nice? Do you find it do you find it odd that the Patriots took uh, took Mac Jones? Do you think
0: that was definitely like some Nick Saban behind the scenes? You gotta think that that was a phone call that took place, right? Like, and here's my thing: I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan first, but I'm still a Patriots fan, being a an masshole. And of course, it bothers me that every time the Patriots make a draft pick, everyone goes, "Oh my god, that was so genius!" Like, could Mac Jones end up being good? Yeah, but you've heard me on this podcast and for months throughout the season saying, I don't think Matt Jones is good. I think everyone around him is better than everyone else on the other side. I think you could have played quarterback for Bama and had a pretty decent stat line last year.
1: I definitely like legitimately. I think if I played quarterback for Alabama this year, I don't know about a decent stat line, but like I probably would have thrown a couple of touchdowns, which is way more than I'd throw for any other team, you know, like, put me out there at Florida state. I'm going like, Oh, for six, you know, until on the sixth drop back, I get freaking destroyed by a D lineman. And I'm just like, okay, done for the year. See y'all later. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to go back to the earlier question and folks, uh, I know we're skipping around a lot, but this is more, I think, uh, yesterday you got sports journalism today. You're getting really the old school, uh, Look, we're just fans having a chit chat around the water cooler. We're literally both in our offices right now recording this, um, and that's what makes it fun. But I, so I want to jump way back to the to the Lincoln Riley question. Yeah. I disagree with you that Kirby Smart can go to greener pastures. I don't think there's anywhere other than Alabama he could recruit the way he does, be given the resources he does. But frankly, if he were to go to Alabama and do what he's done at Georgia, they'd run him off. You don't win a championship oh, yeah. for five or six years, you're gone. I'm not the biggest Oklahoma fan. I just don't like that school because, again, shattered our hopes and dreams under Hypel. To be fair, when they came to Tallahassee, they are actually very nice and pleasant people. Can't really hate on them for that, so I don't hate the people that go there, just the team in general. But here's the difference between Lincoln Riley and Kirby Smart. Lincoln Riley, since 2017, which is what we looked at where Kirby Smart has not had a class below number 3, let me double check my math. Lincoln Riley has not had a class better than sixth. Hmm. He's had 12, he's had nine, he's had six, and he's had 18. So Lincoln Riley isn't getting the best of the best. He's getting the best, right? He's getting, you know, 90th percentile type kids, but that's what he's dealing with at Oklahoma. I mean, he's had to bring in a transfer quarterback. How many times goes back to Baker Mayfield? And then they brought in, um, What's his name? And then Jalen Hurts comes in as a oh, transfer. Right, yeah. Like Rattler is their first starting quarterback that actually signed a national letter of intent with Oklahoma in like five years. So the fact that he can do that without having the top recruiting classes tells me like, dude, you take Lincoln Riley and you put him at a school where he can get a top five class. Bro, that's a oof. I don't know if he wants to go anywhere other than Oklahoma, but that's a, that's a scary prospect
0: yeah i feel like he's going to the nfl i mean maybe i i don't know what i'm not gonna like oklahoma no matter the scenario so as long as he's there i'm gonna hate him he's obviously a good coach he obviously knows how to coach quarterbacks uh would i love him to come to florida state yeah absolutely that would sound good as long as he has a defensive coordinator who doesn't coach like however everyone else does at oklahoma yeah no exactly and Um,
1: but again, I think some of that's by design, uh, not design, but they just have to focus so much on the offense that I think, you know, you can only be so good at so many things and you can't be great at everything. I mean, even look, and they put up points, but like Alabama leaves something to be desired on offense when they have great defenses. And in years where they have great offenses, there's typically something to be desired on defense. I mean, this past year, i Folks, you can tell we don't plan our conversations because uh, otherwise I'd have this research done for you. I, Real quick, if you guys, by the way, I was about to say, during the season, you're all going to be super surprised because we love football. We're huge fans, but we do take our job seriously. You get a lot more research. You get a lot more in-depth stuff. So if you love these kind of conversations we're having, you'll love it even more during the season. Now, if you think you know more than us about what's going to happen during the season, in the next couple weeks, betonline.ag will start releasing season totals. We're going to look at all those, but don't wait until college football's on us because we've got NHL, MLB, NBA playoffs. I mean, a lot of stuff's going on right now. There's the horse racing's happening. Uh, There's some great fights coming up. So whatever you want to put some action on, go to betonline.ag to do it. If you use the promo code Locked On, they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. So you put in a hundred bucks, They'll give you fifty dollars of free money to play with. So go to betonline.ag promo code locked on. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, when when their offense was good, like this year, they had an explosive offense. But you know, they gave up forty six to Florida, uh, twenty four to Georgia, forty eight to Ole Miss, twenty four to Texas A and M, twenty four to Ohio State. Now again, twenty four is not that many points, but my point is like. There have been years where Bama never scored more than 24 and they were allowing like six points a game. So it's hard to have both be good. And when your DNA is offense, 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 I think that's just how your team's going to be. Um, but anyway, so let's move on to to the next question. Uh, sort of our last our last topic before we get out of here. Would you rather have to watch Miami Win a national championship, go undefeated, beat Florida State, and win a national championship, or have to watch Bryson get a green jacket at Augusta.
0: I'm a Florida State fan more than I am a golf fan. I love playing golf. There was nothing, almost nothing you could have said in that second sentence that I wouldn't prefer to watch. I'm Miami sorry, you're win right. You're right.
1: Bryson doesn't get the tiger sweep he gets the actual Grand Slam and
0: wins all four majors in the same year. I would rather Bryson DeChambeau win every tournament for the rest of my life than watch Miami win another national championship or even an ACC championship. I'm loving this streak of Notre Dame joins the conference, right? Immediately wins the ACC. And Miami still hasn't done it.
1: That is, I I was dying the other day. Uh, Philly G tweeted out, You know, like the matchups that'll make the next, you know, the playoff picture, one of which they put in Miami versus Alabama, to which I responded, that's cute. I mean, I guess technically Alabama has to win that game to go to the playoff, but I don't think, yeah, okay. I mean, they also have to drive their bus to the venue. Like, (laughs) we don't, it's like being like, all right, guys, here's, here's a huge matchup that's going to define the season next year can Alabama's chartered flights get clearance from the FAA to take off every weekend to get to their game <laughs> destinations? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to do that just as I'm pretty sure that they're going to um, make Miami fans very quickly realize that uh, they're not back, which they never will be. But dude, I brother, for me, oh, I don't oh, know. Come on. Really? One national championship. I, dude, if I had to watch Bryson, win four majors in the same year. Nah, you're right. It's it's that. I'd take that. You're right. No, I'm thinking about it. I don't actually like, I don't really care. Like Bryson fans are not as bad as Miami fans. Um, Yeah, I'd take the Miami one. Maybe that wasn't my best would you rather, but hey, it's Monday. We're throwing some stuff out there. Folks, we got an exciting week for you. So this week, um, later in the week, we are going to take some listener questions. We meant to do that last week. We had like five or six, and I thought let's give it a week to roll in. So now we've got a few more. Another thing that we're going to do is y'all have listened already, I assume, to our State of the FS Union. Uh, that's where we had on Austin Veezy came on to talk basketball, uh, and we had Trey Roland on to talk mostly football, but kind of all things. We're also going to have some guests. We've we've confirmed Ingram Smith from the Knollcast will be one of our guests. Uh, We're also going to grab, you know, a few more guys from around the beat and just, just again, get their opinion on what is the state of the union for Florida State. We also decided, sort of a fun thing to do, is you know, y'all always see us sort of um, on offense, you you know, playing quarterback, if you will. Uh, We thought it might be fun for each of us to be sort of a quote guest on the FSU State of the Union. So look out for those episodes as well, where you know, Dave will basically be more of a receiver and Drake and I'll quarterback at getting his unfiltered uncut opinion. You'll get the same from me. You'll get the same from Drake. So the FS state, the state of the FS union is a great series. Can't wait to bring that to y'all for the rest of the summer. Oh man. It's just, it's exciting. So with that, uh, thanks for sticking around for our fun little water cooler, uh, Lincoln, Riley, Kirby, smart hate fest, as always like share and follow us, wherever you get your podcasts from. Hit me on Twitter at Maxmoody17 or us as a show at Knowles Anonymous. We love engaging with y'all. And with that, we're going to call it a day for Tuesday. And we will see y'all tomorrow on hump day.
0: Don't know.